mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, I'm doing good. I know you've been down here in Australia recently. First of all, how was the long flight? And secondly, how did you find it? Uh, it was not bad. <laughs> usually for me, uh, the flight to another country isn't too bad. I usually sleep for most of it. But uh, coming back, uh, the jet lag is what destroys me. I know you were here for work, but did you get to see much of the sights? I know you did a lot of, uh, you uh, enjoyed the cuisines. I know that. Honestly, I loved it, uh, and I'm not just saying that. Uh, awesome. I got to stay with a close friend for like about two weeks. I was there for a convention and then stayed there for the rest of the time, and uh, it was great. I mean, I got to get a lot of uh, interesting food, uh, got to see some cool stuff. Uh, it was a great, great vacation. What? Um, where did you stay, Sydney? Uh, I was in Sydney for the con, but then I stayed in Melbourne uh, for most of the trip. Ah, okay. Popped over to uh, Tasmania for a little bit as well. Yeah, right. And what was the best food? What's the food that stood out? Because you tried everything. I mean, you've tried more than me, and I live <laughs> live here. Right. <laughs> um, I remember you even did a Bunning sausage. That's right. And that, <laughs> I loved that. Uh, I, you know, a uh, solo. I really liked that soft drink. Uh, yeah. Had a lot of solo while I was there um i think i actually made a, a list oh yeah yeah i uh you got a list chicken, up <laughs> yeah chicken salt on chips uh that was a revolution for me uh, <laughs> um you know yeah. i had a lot of snack foods so you're like iced bobos your and yeah. biscuits twiggy sticks uh caramel slices uh yeah you like uh, tim tams i yeah but i've had tim tams before they actually uh, sell them in america so did you try kangaroo uh yes, I had a kangaroo meat pie. It was good. Yeah. Um I think I'd like to try it uh, not in a pie, just like more, I don't know. Yeah. What do you guys do? Like steaks or something? Like I you know, just to get a better sense of the meat, but um Yeah. I've had it before too, I think. And yeah, so it's it's always been good. And what a, you had um a halal pack trending on Twitter. That was quite funny. That's right, yeah. <laughs> uh halal snack pack and then i think something else might have trended while i was there in australia uh that is funny yeah so talk to me about voice acting man your range is unbelievable uh you know i've seen a lot of your work over the years and especially in games and your range is just unreal when did you sort of get a grasp of how far you could go with that voice of yours um, I think, uh, well, it was high school when I started to really want to do this as a job. Um, and so probably around then was when I started to really get into, you know, acting, voice acting, trying different things. I mean, I wasn't any good, you know, in the beginning, uh, you know, I was just a kid, but over time with practice and such, and just, uh, yeah. So I, I want to say maybe like, College was probably also when I started to like uh, get a grasp of um, my range and such. Um, but yeah, it was definitely something I was interested in since, uh, I mean, in, in terms of performing uh, mm. from high school. But what about the acting side of it? Because, uh, you know, you have to actually be a good actor as well. You can't just do the funny voices. I think a lot of people sure. forget that. You have to be an actor at the core of it. Were you always good at acting? Is that something that came natural to you? Uh, 
Not necessarily. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I think for me, it was just learning by doing. So um, I, uh, my sort of first foray into it was uh, my friend would write radio plays and I would do some of the characters for his radio plays. And I think through that and then um, I uh, started making, this was before I had any sort of YouTube presence at all. I would mm. do like comic dubs and fan dubs and I had a voice acting Tumblr that I ran for like years, just making an audio post a day, just get grinding, 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 getting better. Um, and so for me, it was just practice makes perfect. Um, I did not, you know, come out the gate um, at the level I am now. It, you know, it was definitely a gradual process of just, um, again, learning by doing just uh, really, you know, uh, having the discipline and patience to get better at it. Mm. And in terms of video games, you you always loved gaming growing up. What were some of your favorites? Give us some. Favorite games of all time? Yeah, uh, come on. Give me some. Uh, Paper Mario. I love Paper Mario. Bioshock. I'm a big fan of that. Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy VII. Um, those are some of my favorites of all time. Yeah, everyone's telling me to play Final Fantasy IX. Since, um... uh, it's great. I, yeah. It's my favorite one. So uh, I, I keep hearing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's great. I, uh, very dear to my heart. And in terms of motion capture, was Ratatoski your first time doing that or had you did, done that in the past? Yep. That was my first time. What was that experience like, mate? Cause that's sort of a dream come true, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was wild. Uh, I never thought I would get to do like get to write and do motion capture for a, god of war game you know, I, I i had played the god of wars the original trilogy when i was a kid so it was uh very surreal not only getting to do motion capture which i had never done uh, i got to work directly with you know chris judge and you know uh and did the whole wear the suit and everything all the mm. it was intimidating for sure uh i mean mm. you know you gotta memorize all your stuff and you know, Ratatoskar was also a very unique character in that portraying him was unique in that you I was off to the side watching a someone do a puppet. Really? Uh, yeah. Right. So like they had a little squirrel dummy and they would make the squirrel, you know, go on his shoulder and then move around and stuff. And wow. I'm off to the side. I have these bars in front of me. I have a platform behind me. And if the squirrel would sit. I would sit and I had to sort of <laughs> act out my movements and do my dialogue watching the squirrel <laughs> as if I, it was my perspective. Um, yeah. It was quite uh, interesting. Um, <laughs> it sounds like it. And yeah. I, you know, I wrote the dialogue, so I was just like, why did I give myself so much dialogue? <laughs> I'm like cursing myself for, for doing that. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a really, Cool, fulfilling experience. Uh, I was very, very uh, lucky to be a uh, part of it. You absolutely nailed it, man. It was fantastic. Such a great character. Um, how intimidated were you going up against Chris Judd? Because, as you said, you're not looking at each other directly while you're acting, are you? It's it's more just being in the same environment. But I know he takes it very seriously. After talking to some of the other cast members recently, he's very precious about it but he also is a lovable bear i've heard as well he was so nice uh, mm -hmm. i 
yeah, I was not intimidated by him. I mean, yeah, maybe to the extent of like, oh, I, you know, admire his work and I think he's a you know great performer. But in terms of like um, sort of he had a very, he was very welcoming, very kind. Yeah, I was just more so intimidated by just. You know, the whole thing, remember, yeah. Remember your lines, you know, don't fuck, or sorry, I don't know if I can. No, nah, no, nah, you can swear, it's all good. Don't fuck it up, you know, just you know, <laughs> get in there and, you know, get it, uh, you know. But uh, again, but that's director, you saying that in your own mind, right? The don't fuck it up. No, that's, of course not. No, yeah. the director and the actors, and they were all yeah. so warm and supportive. Like, it was such a good environment. So uh, it was really just my own, you know, just having to tell myself, hey, just focus and but yeah he was uh really really nice I, I enjoyed working with him and how did you feel after that first day on set did you feel different to a usual voice acting gig was there something different about it that you got addicted to it or i would yeah i would love to do more um like i mean i just compare it to like it's 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 similar to like live action so you know i've done some live action stuff here and there it's you know a lot of it the big differences are a lot of it's just, there's a lot of waiting like mm. trailer uh for your for your scenes there's you gotta memorize everything you gotta the physicality of it yeah whether it's you know motion capture or live action or whatever uh i would like to do more i i do enjoy it again like if i got to do anything like uh god of war again uh yeah that'd be fantastic He's such a funny and quick-witted character. I'm wondering what that writing process was like for you. You said you had a big hand in it. How much of a hand did you have in it? And what did they sort of give you about the character? What descriptions were there, backstories, that sort of thing? I had a pretty wide range of freedom developing the character. All all I was presented with initially was that they're bringing – Reda Tosker in, and it's going to be a thing where he has multiple personalities. That's all they told me, really. Uh, in that the first game had, you know, the bitter squirrel, and now we're bringing in the real one. And But they let me not only decide the character's personality, but also I got to choose the other personalities, write for all of them, uh, develop his backstory. I mean, you know, wow. they were so, like, like, well, they just let me, you know, go at it. Um, and obviously I worked with, you know, with them to, you know, make sure it all fit and was, you know, up to par. But um, yeah, I think um, initially the character was going to be pretty different. I think there had been some writing done uh, for an initial Redditosker, the main guy. Mm. Uh, and I was like, I would like, I actually had this in mind. And I, and they were like, cool, go ahead and, rewrite it however you want and so i basically rewrote the character from scratch um, i've never heard anyone say that before by the way like that is and i've interviewed yeah. like 150 sure. actors and no one's that's crazy to me i mean yeah you never almost never get to do something like this usually you come in the character set you do the job you know yeah. you're done but this was such a unique experience of yeah they wanted they just were like what do you want to do with it wow. and, and you know it's not like the initial version was like bad by any means no no but it was very different and i think what i was like i you know let, let's try this angle uh let's try a character like this and um i was fortunate that they were receptive to it and not only that they really liked it and wanted and you know yeah i had a lot of freedom in in 
writing that character. Was it more playfulness? Was it what? What, what um, was the big difference? I would say I don't know how much I can talk about initial stuff. That's but, right. Um, but my version of the character that ended up being in the game was I was like I want him to be like very um, charismatic and like but something like you know almost like a I think I made the comparison of like kind of like a not like a used car salesman but something where he's like really just like a gracious sort of host <laughs> like hey yeah. you know, come on in you know that kind of thing yeah. um he's always polite but there's all you know I wanted to play with like uh, the whole thing about the because uh, you know I was like why does this character have multiple personalities and so i came up with the idea of well what what he ejects these personalities it's aspects of himself that he finds you know uh inconvenient right bitterness uh you know anxiety right you know all of us have always i'm sure wanted like i wish i could just remove this aspect of myself because it's just mm. plaguing me and they were like yeah yeah let's that that's you know, they, they really liked that idea. And so it's this sort of, I wanted to have like, you know, layers to him of like, you know, outward, he's very charismatic, very um, like uh, easy to, eager to please. But, you know, he has his own little agendas here and there. Like ultimately he's a good, a good dude. Oh yeah. Almost like you can sense like he's hiding something a little bit. I don't know. There, there, there was a lot that I wanted to sort of explore and, yeah, I think compared to the original, I think the original was a little more maybe maybe sassy, more like uh, kind yeah. of a, like a little more aggressive, a little more sassy. And I was like, I think we've seen this kind of character before. Like, you know, we've we've seen like the the sort of furry animal character with uh, an attitude, right? And also, I think that was something that you know had been kind of done with the bitter character in the first game. So I was like, I want to try this. Would would that be okay? And they, uh, again, to their credit, they were like, Yeah, no, whatever you want to do, it's totally, totally your call. And that's you working with uh, Eric Williams and Matt. Are they the two people that you work with the most? Or um, so I, my Matt was all. I mean, uh, again, well, I, my my direct uh, sort of guy was uh, Richard. Um, you know, I haven't said his last name out loud. Gau, Gaubert, Gaubert. Um, yep. And uh, he, he was uh, uh, basically who I directly, you know, I would submit scenes to him and, you know. Okay. Um, but I know but I know that, you know, all the writers were obviously involved, but he, Richard was very helpful in uh, helping me, you know, with, with, with ideas I would pitch and stuff like that. Yeah, I mainly, uh, Eric, I mean, that was mainly like, initial meeting and like you know i would have some meetings here and there and you know obviously on set right but yeah uh, richard was pretty instrumental uh he was like the one i uh interacted with the most was it your idea covid as well so yeah. uh there was a lot of you know online meetings and such was it your idea to have the have troy baker as the bitter squirrel that was not my idea that was actually something that they uh that was like set already of like we're gonna have troy um, <laughs> prizes role but uh, we are going to voice all the other ones. Yeah, right. And was it your idea for the chime? Because I made a video where you th if you throw the chime too many times, it starts to get really angry. Mm. You, have you seen that? I have seen that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I wrote that one, actually. I think that was something they threw in. Uh, I love Easter eggs, sort of stuff like that. It's a very funny scene. Yeah. Mm. At least, I, I mean, it's funny. I don't remember everything about what I wrote because – 
sometimes yeah. you know there, there have been scenes that have been like you know posted and i'm like oh yeah and then i still have all my scripts and <laughs> i look back and i go oh i wrote i actually wrote this part like i mean you know they did a lot of you know uh ch- changes here and there and such you know they you know I, I i credit the writers you know for really you know making it a lot uh making it really good in the end but oh, yeah. um all, a lot of the uh original intent and ideas are i'm like oh we actually yeah it's pretty it's pretty close to what i wrote i i just there's it was so long ago and i had written yeah. so much stuff and there was stuff that you know wasn't even in the game that i'm like i don't even remember everything that was this mine was this theirs it was all just kind of like a big collaboration, really. Were there many times where you would break out in laughter? Like, I can't imagine it. I feel like it would be quite serious, but also playful environment. Um, It was like the right amount of focused. Like, mm. uh, I actually did, uh, before we shot, um, we did like a sort of table read, basically, where it was like a couple, I think like, a couple different scenes they were shooting a completely different scene that day and it um actually that's where i met um uh i, I ran into danielle who plays um uh freya we were not in the same scene at all but you know i think they went through that scene uh, like a scene of that i believe I, again it's mm. so long yeah i know it's been and long. then and then we did um my scene and it got a really good reaction even out of the cast members who were just there not in the scene they were laughing and I was like, oh, this okay. It's it's playing well. Like, um, it was a very again like welcoming environment. Yeah, I think um, it, it was um focused, but it was it was relaxed. It was like, I my the main pressure was just on myself of like me on myself. The yeah. actual set itself was everyone was so nice that it. And again, the scene I'm in is so light. Like, it's not a heavy scene by any means. So, uh, I think the. It don't. I it, it kind of felt like my scene was like a breath of fresh air because they were saying it did. It felt like shot, that. The scenes they had shot earlier that day were really heavy, and so I think I remember maybe it was Chris or somebody was like, "Man, this is nice. It's nice to have like <laughs> a fun scene that's not because we've been going through a lot of a lot of heavy stuff today." So yeah, it, again, it was a it was just a good welcoming environment on set. The eye patch. What. What was the set? Of, what was that always set in stone? Was that that was, was set there... in stone before I came in? Yeah, they'd shown me art of the character. Um, so yeah, I, I yeah, the eye patch was just sort of their initial design. Yeah, right. And what would you say the most challenging scene was? Because yeah, I, I want to get in your mind of of writing. There's one thing to perform, but to write yeah. is so difficult. I think people yeah, understand. The most one to perform was definitely the his initial scene because it was motion capture and memorizing. Everything else was done, you know, in a in a voiceover booth. Yeah. Um. But for writing, uh, I I can't think of necessarily a specific scene, but I, I will say it's really video game writing is really interesting in that you have to come up with so many prompts. So mm. if, for example the player's character is depositing an item for a side quest you have to come up with so many variations <laughs> of like thank you for the item right and you have yeah. to make them sound you know unique and interesting right so i think that was like a really fascinating part of it like wow like yeah crit- these sort of like buckets of you know prompts of like how can you there, there was a lot of like 
or even just calling out to like, hey, come over here, right? If 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 you need to prompt the player to come to you, how can you say come over here in like different interesting ways without it sounding repetitive? That yeah. I think was like an eye-opening sort of look into wow, like you have to come up with a lot of stuff that you don't usually think about. Usually what stands out to you in a game is like, you know, big dramatic scenes or big comedic scenes. But you, you kind of take for granted all the little call-outs. But there's so much, you know, you can't have like two call-outs. You need so many unique ones. It's, it's a really interesting process. And that must get your creative juices flowing. Because, oh, you, yeah. As, yeah. And that, that I can't imagine coming up with all those lines. I mean, do you get, how much time do you get to prepare for this sort of stuff? You're not just arriving and just you have to come up with it on the fly. No, 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 no. We everything was written months before I recorded everything. Um, I came in to write. I actually, you know, became a. I had to go through orientation. I was joined as a basically a, a employee for a bit. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I had I got a company email and everything, and then um, wow. Uh, yeah, and I was there for you know I was. Uh, they they gave me a, a good amount of time. Like it was, you know, yeah, there were deadlines, but I never felt like it was um, unmanageable. So yeah, just your typical writing deadlines of you know we need the these scenes done by this day, and then it would just you know crank them out basically. And I'm cute. I'm curious. They there was no audition process, right? They they wanted you for this. Yes, this one they they actually had me. This was before the game was announced. Uh, they uh, asked me to come into the studio and I didn't know why I, I think just to maybe, and I thought it was just a general meeting or something. Um, and uh, I go in and they're like, so we, I'm sure you can guess why you're here. And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> and then, uh, Eric sort of like motioned towards there's a uh, projector and it had the God of war logo. And I was like, wow. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I see you're doing another one. And they're like, yes. And we want you to play this character and write for him. And I was like, what are you in my mind? I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think um, what it was, was they knew they wanted Reddit Tosca to have multiple personalities. And I think initially the idea was maybe um, different voices for all the different personalities, like actors, completely different actors for all of them. And oh, okay. Like, well, and then they were like, actually, I think what we want to do is have someone who can play different characters. So in, in a way that's convincing, but also like, you know, they're all because the point is they all still have to be him. Right. Mm. Like, but they still have to feel distinct. And I think Eric or somebody was like, well, yeah, kind of like that guy. Uh, he does, you know, those skits where he plays multiple characters in videos. Right. Like something like that. And then one of the writers who, um, I'm friends with us like oh i know him uh he, we could get him and i guess that was the conversation that led to casting me was they saw that i could play different characters and like convincingly and that was sort of the impetus to bring me in and did you finish the game did you get to play it uh ragnar ragnarok yeah before or i have i've actually not played it <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, yeah. No, I have not played it yet. Yeah, is it is it not your style of game? Is no, that what I just have no time for? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like I play one video game a year. It feels like so. What's what's 
What have you played this year? I'm curious. Um, played. I've I've been I randomly actually on, on the Australia trip. I was playing through the first three Dragon Quest games for the first time, just because oh, I needed okay. a game to play on the plane. Don't tell me that's it. <laughs> You've been busy. I'm sure I've played <laughs> something. Ah, uh, yes, I played uh, the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Oh, nice. Uh, um, yeah. And then, uh, um, and now I have a list, actually. Uh, I, in Australia, my friend showed me uh, Until Dawn. I had never played that. Uh, oh, that was, yeah. That was, that was very entertaining. Yeah, uh, just just random stuff. Like, I, I never, I'm, like, never up to date on games, unfortunately. I just don't have time and... Yeah, the games that you want to play, I just I have a pile of them, like, and it just gets bigger and bigger, and I'm like, <laughs> one day, one the day, backlog gets bigger, bigger. Yeah, it gets bigger and bigger. It's something I, I yeah, I can I uh, I envy my younger self who could just have months <laughs> of free time to play video games, not even good ones. Sometimes just play games like oh yeah, I yeah, wish I had that time. Is there? Games that you want to get to, like in this backlog, like you say, I'm going to have to get to this game, or have you just given up at this point? I haven't given up. Uh, I I've been playing through the Yakuza games. Um, I've played zero, one, and two, and I intend to play all of them because I love those games. So that's the series I just want to play through. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like games I mentioned. I'm like, oh my god, that came out like. Three years ago now, like I, I wanted to play um, Bowser's uh, Fury, that sort of uh, yep. world. I have that. That was probably what five years ago now. At this point, I, don't <laughs> I uh, yeah, it, it's it's wild. I at some point, at some point, I'm going to play them. Uh, I, I just don't know when. You're too busy doing escape rooms and board games, mate, to have any time. Board, board games take up a lot of time. Yes, that's my big thing is I play a ton of board games. Um, and yeah, games are just uh, such a time commitment. Like, great. Yeah. I, mean, I really enjoyed it, but I it took me so long to finally get through it all. I feel like certain games will get me addicted, though. Like Hades, I played nonstop. Uh, oh, I played, what a game. I, I like I a hundred percent of it. I like I played it. I that's all I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, it, sometimes it's like specific games will hook me, like a Stardew Valley, a Hades, something that just gets even like the Yakuza games. That's the reason why I like them so much. I'll get sucked into them. Um, mm. But my biggest sort of problem, problem, but uh, I I don't want to start a game and then not be able to play it for like a month and then lose all my momentum. Because if I, I agree, I, I'm not the I'm not the guy who can like take a break from a game and jump back in. I'm like, nah. I just got In fact, with the Great Ace Attorney, God, I got it when it came out. Uh, I played like the first couple cases, and then I just got too busy, and I I think it was like a year or two, and I was like, God. so I I was like, I'm gonna start over. So I restarted, and played <laughs> it all. Like I I for a game, I have to be playing it regularly because if I take a break uh even if it's like a two-week break or something like that i just forget how did what i was doing how to, you know and it, yeah um, that's why i don't like dlcs dlcs kill me because you play it six months later and you lose all your momentum as you said right right 
Yeah, you I rarely play DLCs unless I happen to get the game later, which actually is more often the case now that I'll buy I'll play a game five years later, and then I can just play the DLC right after. But yeah, I don't. If a DLC comes out like way later, I usually just forget about it. And what about something like Elden Ring? Is that just too intimidating to you in terms of how long it is and how expansive it is? Mm, uh, I think with Elden Ring, like my wife loves that game. She, I think, I think she platinumed it or something. Like, oh, she, nice. She loves it. Uh, she loves those kinds of games. Like she's playing through Dark Souls. She played through Bloodborne. Uh, I don't, I haven't really played much of those Souls type, Soulsborne games. Um, I feel like I'd be really bad at them. And <laughs> I just don't know if I have the patience uh, yeah. these days to, I hear it's fun though, like maybe one day, but again, I think it's the length and the difficulty where I'm like, I, I'm never going to get around to this. Which one more, difficulty or length? Which one's the bigger? That one, I think difficulty. Like, okay. I hear it's the most accessible out of all those games because it's open world and you can kind of do it at your own pace. Yeah. But, and I, I, you know, I hear all the time, oh, it's so rewarding. And I'm sure it is. Oh yeah. You know, you you get and but i'm just like ah, i'm getting old i just <laughs> i don't i don't have the patience i used to uh like i played through i like i had never beaten like mario 3 as a kid because it was too hard and i only a couple years ago finally did it you know like i played through the whole nice. thing in one sitting and i was like oh my god <laughs> like <laughs> I, I'm, like i did it but oh not again it was, it was rough <laughs> Like it's a great <laughs> game, and I I'm glad I played it, but I'm just worse at video games now. I get well, no, I'm probably about the same. I wasn't that good as a kid, um, yeah. Like I, but I did beat it. But I think for me, like crushing, if if a game is like, oh, it's so difficult, it's so crushingly difficult, that's not a a plus for me. I'm not like I gotta have crushing difficulty. I'm like, maybe I'll skip this one. No, you're not the only one. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. I mean, there's a lot of people that just sort of want a weekend game. I call them, where you can sort of beat in a weekend, go back to work. I love those. I yeah. For me, like I love like a short story driven game, like uh, like What Remains of Edith Finch, or like something that's just like, hey, I can sit down, have a great narrative, and it's I can play it in like one or two sittings. That's like my. I love that. I will. If anyone goes, hey, this game's like four hours. I'm like. Or two hours. Like, <laughs> uh, it's like it's like a movie I can watch, you know. Um, so yeah, I feel like games have to be either really short, or I'll put a hundred hours into a game. Yeah, but it has to be something where I'm fucked. Like uh, I have to be obsessed with it, and then I because I do have that type of personality where if it's a game that's like okay, like if I start playing a game and I go ah, oh, one hundred percenting this will be really fun. I will do it, and I will play like a hundred hours. But uh, I feel like it's got to be one or the other. Have you ever been into getting platinums and achievements and trophies? And have you got that? Because I'm a bit like that, where I get a bit addicted to that sometimes. Yes, uh, not strictly platinuming, but one hundred percenting. I do love that. Like I, mm. um, I remember before they updated it, Stardew Valley. I one hundred percented it. Jeez, uh, that's a long. That's a big effort, isn't it? <laughs> uh, uh, I haven't even Yakuza, attempted that. Uh, Yakuza Zero, Yakuza Kiwami Two, I one hundred percented. Dragon Quest Eleven, I one hundred percented. That took a long time. 
Um, Shit. If it's if it's like a long list of of achievements, but they're fun. That's the key. It has to be fun. Like even if it's hard. Yeah. Like Dragon Quest is an example where eleven is. There's a whole list of things to do, but I love checking off those boxes and stuff. So, um, but if it if the if the, if the majority of the achievements in the game are annoying or it's like. Oh, you have to play it multiple times. That's yeah, a killer for me. New game plus. I'm less likely to do it. Uh, the exception being like, and this didn't even have achievements, but I played Fire Emblem Three Houses. I think literally six times through or whatever. Like I was just obsessed with them. But that one had multiple endings. Why that one? Yeah, because of the endings. Yeah, because you have to pick a route and yeah, four different routes, and so I wanted to see all the endings. They have all play out completely differently in the second half of the game. Uh, and I and also there's a new game plus, so uh, that was one that I really put in the time and really enjoyed playing through all the different paths. Yeah, going back so with weekend games, I, I think you will love Until Dawn. Uh, you haven't oh, yeah, played that one yet. It. Oh, you already did it. Yeah, I played it uh, during the trip, basically like because it was not very long at all. Uh, yeah, that that was a very entertaining game. You might like some of their other games. Um, Quarry's um, good. Have you played the yeah, quarry? I, no, I haven't played any of the other yeah. stuff. Quarry's nice weekend game. You might like. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so going back to God of War, you haven't finished that, but did you watch your cutscenes? I uploaded all your cutscenes onto YouTube. Oh, Everyone okay. loved it. I'm I'm just uh, wondering have I've you seen, seen that? Some of them. Yeah. Okay. I, I uh definitely watched this, you know, initial scene. And then um uh the people were posting clips and i did yeah i, I did want to see like the, a lot of the final results so i did watch um a good number of them yeah and were you happy yeah um, yeah <laughs> I, I don't know what do you think did it turn out okay fucking awesome mate yeah okay i i i, I was pretty happy with it because uh, <laughs> there's some actors they they won't watch their stuff back they're kind of not cringe but they don't want to look they kind of yeah. Once it's out there, that's it. Are you sort of like that, or do you want to go back critique it? Oh, I don't want to critique it. Well, <laughs> uh, I am in the middle. Like I okay. don't seek stuff out. I'm in just because I'm in it. I actually, I think to date, I don't think I've played a video game I've been in yet. What? Not because I not because I don't want to, but I just haven't. It just has not been ha- happened to be the ones I have. I've been playing. I'm not in. Uh, really? So yeah, I've watched some shows I'm in, and uh, you know, so I've, I've watched stuff that I'm in, but uh, not because I'm in it. It was just like, oh, I was gonna watch this anyway, you know, I'll, right. I'll watch it. I am actually, I think for the most part, I'm usually pretty okay with hearing myself. Um, it doesn't bother me that much. It, I think with voiceover also. There can be a little more of a separation for me because usually it's you know you can't see yourself you know you can't see yourself and also I'm doing a very different voice than I usually talk you know yeah like in most cases anyway I'm playing a very different character with with live action stuff maybe sometimes that can be a little more not cringe but a little like ooh like <laughs> but uh, yeah. even even that I think I've gotten more used to over time see I don't really have I'm not that guy who's like I can't watch it. But I also don't seek it out just because I'm in it. Yeah, right. Interesting. What's your opinion on AI and voice acting? Because there's all this thing going on at the moment. We know about the strike. 
Um, where do you land on it? What do you think? I'm not a fan. I really dislike the way things are going. I think, mm-hmm. um, not to say that I'm not going to go as far as that. There's no good use for AI because, of, of course, you can use you know like anything. You can there can be good purposes and good uses and bad uses. But yeah, I think uh, for if we don't keep it in check, if we don't, if we're not careful. Um, I think the potential, not only for, you know, I think I, I guess there's so many bad ways it can be used. And if it's not properly handled now, if we don't take the steps now, I think it's going to become too big of a problem later on. And I mean, you see stuff like games are trying to, we don't want to cast actors anymore. We'll just get AI to do all the, do all the dialogue. Right. And people are trying to like, you know, get the rights to your voice to things like that if you're not careful mm-hmm. like you can accidentally sign away your voice like it, it's, it's like it's, signing away humanity or something it's it's just yeah. it doesn't feel right and also for me i i truly do not think it can ever get to a point where it'll be as good no. i think i think you can get very convincing sounding like like you know pieces of ai voice stuff but I think the thing about humans is that humans are AI is like too can't it, it'll get to a point probably where it's too perfect, and that's not what makes a performance interesting. Performance is uh, humans are imperfect, and that leads to better performances. I think you know there, there's a uniqueness to you know uh, sometimes an accident during recording like can lead to an interesting result, right? Or something mm. that you just never would have thought of, like, like you know, going in a different direction, right? Like, uh, this idea of, oh, yeah, we can just machine learn and get it down so it sounds exactly, yeah, you might be able to replicate the, the exact pitch of a voice and maybe even the cadence, of, but you're just, it's just, it will... And you, you see it in art, too, right? Like, art, AI art, like, just... A lot of it just has a really soulless quality to it. It's not that it, you know, I mean, some of it looks really bad, but some, even some of the best looking stuff, you you look at it and go, oh, I mean, on a technical level, I suppose it looks, you know, fine, but I feel nothing, you know. Uh, so yeah, I, um, it, it, it's an easy answer for me. I think uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty against it, and I think we need to be very careful about how this progresses as time goes on. Uh, yeah, like even seeing the late, great Kevin Conroy and people can use, because he's got so much work over the years as Batman, they can manipulate it with AI. It just, it, to me, it's just so wrong. You know, there needs yeah. to be some sort of regulation. Absolutely. There needs to be regulation. And yeah, it's that's just, I don't know, just disrespectful. And also, mm. again, it, it'll never be as good as the real deal. Like, yeah. Know, yeah. Nah, and you're not the only one. I think it, all your colleagues in the industry would would agree. I think it's pretty unanimous, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> What's um? So I know you love board games. Give me some that give me some of your underrated gems, if you can think of some that I might love. I'm I'm a fan of the simple stuff. Cluedo. Um, I love code names. Okay. I love. What else do I love? Those sort of. More simple games. What have you got any for me? Underrated gems that I should pick up. 
Because you're the, I'm not going to get anyone better than you who knows about this stuff. Uh, One that comes to mind just by hearing you say those is uh, Deception, Murder in Hong Kong. Deception, uh, Murder in Hong Kong. A really great party game where basically um, one of you is a silent clue giver. And you're trying to give clues to the other players about the uh, about a murder, basically. Um, and the rest of you are trying to, you're looking around at the other players' cards. But one of you is the murderer. So basically, you're trying. If you were, if you are the secret murderer, you're trying to push suspicion away from yourself, and you know, try to find uh, others because you guys have to figure out which one of you is the murderer. It's like a hidden role game. Love it. Um, with again, it's um, that's one that just everyone, almost everyone I introduce it to, like really enjoys it. It's not hard to learn either. Yep. Um, very easy to pick up. Um, so that's one that comes to mind. Oh, I'm gonna buy that one. What else have you got for me? Um, you said Cluedo, and what was the other one that you enjoyed? Code names. Yeah, I love code names. So you like kind of like um, working with someone and like and cooperative. Yeah. Uh, there's one called So Clover, which is very fun. Uh, So Clover. A little hard to describe without the visuals, but essentially you have um these square cards. Uh, or cards you're writing yeah i can see them here they're like clover cards sort of things yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so you yeah like you write they have words on them and you have them in a specific configuration uh and so there's like there's like eight words around the border of this clover and there's two words on each side and what you have to do as the player is write a one word clue on each bud of the clover and then you take the cards off Shuffle in a random one, and then just uh-huh. the other have to figure out by the four clues on the clover what is these cards are arranged. Ah, uh, yeah, that's really tough. Fun, like yeah. a simple game to understand, but really interesting. <laughs> yeah, especially sometimes that that fifth card that gets thrown in. I you you might hear this and think, oh, this is easy, right? Isn't it gonna be so obvious which four cards were the ones? No, you'd be surprised. You throw in a fifth card, and sometimes. It's completely a mystery as to which one is even the fake one, and um, and yeah, so it's a really fun game of you know you're openly discussing like, do you think they meant this by this clue? Do you think you know you're gonna be this? Uh, another really satisfying sort of party game. And I love that you do those reviews, man, because I know you do them out of passion, mm-hmm. for no other reason than passion. I really respect that, and I hope you keep doing them because I love them. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, I. Uh, I just like board games, and so for me, it's a way to you know get people you know to to play more board games. Uh, I, again, I don't really care about views for those. It's just I like them, and it's funny they've been around for so long that people are just like they used to be pretty. Like I would get comments like, "What are these stupid board game reviews? No one cares about these." <laughs> now everyone's like, "Oh yeah, it's the board game reviews." Like, <laughs> it's like, turned oh, around now. Yeah, it definitely has turned around now. Yeah, I think a lot of YouTube commenters are very resistant to change. So, like, if a board game reviews start coming out for the first time, they're like, "What is this? This is what I signed up for." And yeah. now that I've done like two hundred of them, they're like, yeah, it's <laughs> board game reviews. Yeah, sure. Why not? Hey, would you ever make your own board game? Maybe you have, and I don't know, but because I feel like that's something you'd love to do. To create, you've got ideas uh, ask, as well. I get asked that a lot. I think I would do it if presented with the right fit like if it was let's say a really good co-designer or the right company uh i'd be open to it 
Uh, but do you have ideas in your head about a game that you want to do or not really? Not nothing concrete. I've had no. there had I've had like talks here and there in the past about possibilities, but nothing's ever like really come to fruition. I mean, I love deck building games like Marvel Legendary and Plank. So I think probably I would lean towards something like that just because that's my favorite genre. But Marvel Legendary, did you say? Mm-hmm. It's a cooperative deck building game. It's very it's my favorite board game. Uh, I really, of all time, and I, and I don't really care about Marvel. Like I don't dislike Marvel, but I'm not a comic book guy. It just wow. for me, the game is so much fun that you know, I I just love it. So it's not like Yu Gi Oh, completely different. No, 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 completely different. Basically, the deck building genre in board games is not like Magic and Yu Gi Oh. You have to make your own deck and bring your own deck and stuff. Yeah, uh, the deck building genre, which started with like Dominion and um, things like that. Uh, you don't need to buy any, like a deck. You basically are, you start with a, a really bad deck of like simple cards and you use those cards to buy more cards into your deck as you play. Is it, would you say it's accessible to everyone or do you have to be a certain, do you reckon I could bring this one out? Depends on who you're playing with. Yeah. I bring this out for everybody. Yeah. But I don't think it's like so heavy. It's completely. You know, it's not like that heavy. I'd say it's right in the middle. Like I've definitely introduced it to people who aren't as familiar with games, and they've still had a good time. Um, but that's because I know the game so well; I can teach it really well. Yeah. But like base, the base game, like it's not too bad. But I'd say it's like it, it sits right in the middle of complexity. I'd say. Yeah. Right. And and you, I think I heard you say once that you've played over a thousand board games, which is insane to me. I don't know where you keep them all. <laughs> uh, well, I definitely don't keep, keep okay. them all. I, get, I give away a lot of games. Um, right. How many get to uh, how many have you kept in the house? Actually I can actually look it up right now. I I have played You've got a list of everything, man. You're like me. I love this. <laughs> you got a list of everything. Very list oriented. Yeah. I have played sixteen hundred eighty nine games. Sorry? <laughs> 1689, 1689, 1, Oh my god, I'm a rookie. As of the as of, oh. of this interview, uh, and it'll go up. Shit. Um, well, most people don't play over a thousand board games. It's just that I'm obsessed. So I've played a thousand six hundred eighty-nine, and then I cur- I usually in my collection have around two hundred. Uh, that'll fluctuate here and there. Um, if I if I were to reveal my worst, would you reveal the worst one you've ever played? Because my the worst the game. worst I played was Squid Game recently. The oh, adaption. Okay. It was so bad. I don't know if you've played it. It no, was I bad. It was bad. <laughs> uh I mean, worst game I've ever played, it's just something simple like a Candyland or something, right? Some really just Yeah. Some, some kids game that has just no there's no thing, no thought or anything like that. Um yeah. It's either either those types of games or ones that are just overly complicated, but not for any good reason, right? Like, yeah, like just uh, I hate that clumsy, yeah. clumsily written games. Uh, those are usually the worst for me. What I hate about the Squid Game, I know it's going to sell well because of the IP. That's what irks me, and people will think, "Oh, we're getting into board games. This is great," and then they play this shit, and it just annoys me. You know. Yeah, that's too bad because I know licensed games have gotten much better. Uh, mm. There's um, a really prominent uh, de- uh, developer. They used to be they used to be called Prospero 
Hall. I think now Prospero Hall. Yeah, uh, they they were like a big change in the industry because they were making. Um, uh, they did like Disney villainous. They did um, the Jaws. Oh, they did. Um, yeah. They they put out licensed games that are actually really well designed. Like not all of them are winners, but like yeah, I I all if they put out a game that's licensed, I will give it a shot because I'm like there at least there was thought put into this and like like I recently played their Rear Window game, which I thought was great. Hitchcock. Uh, yep, the Hitch Hitchcock's Rear Window. Nice uh, board game of it. That's cool. Uh, they, did a, they did a Godzilla game that was a lot of fun. Uh, the Jaws game is a really good game. Wow. Nobody expected. Uh, yeah. They did a game for Pan Am, like Pan American Airways, and it's <laughs> a good game. What? So it, really? It's just, you know, as long as you get people who actually care, you know, who are good, who are, who are good designers and actually have passion, you can get, you can make a good game out of anything. Um, yeah. But, you know, it just depends on if you get the right people who care. Yeah. Hey, man, thank you so much for taking the time today. Um, an hour's oh, flown yeah. by. I, I really appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, is there anything quickly before I let you go that you wanted to say to the God of War fans that might have tuned in today or anyone that's a fan of you? I know you've got millions of fans, but yeah. Uh, yeah, all I have to say is um, thank you for, you know, watching or playing the stuff that I'm in and supporting. And uh, I hope to just keep being and stuff that I enjoy and that you also enjoy. And I guess just thank you all for giving a shit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. If they don't give a shit, yeah, we're nothing. Yeah. That's exactly right. With the the um, I, I I like to do this if you'll indulge me. Is there anything Ratatoska could say to Dan? Is that possible to round this one out? Because I I mean I love that, love what you did with that man. Let's see. Um, well, I would say you're a great conversationalist, and uh, I'm I'm uh, it was an absolute pleasure uh, to speak with you. <laughs> Oh, the memories are flooding back. Mm -hmm. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Hopefully we can do this again one day and um, have a great day, brother. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Have a good one.